welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. Before we get started, we're going to tell you all the places you can reach us. The Peaceful Ease hotline is always open. You can use your phone and call in and leave us a message 24-7, 365. Leave us any thoughts, ideas, questions that you have for Ela. The number is 424-625-5562. Again, that's 424-625-5562. 5562. You can also email us. Our email address is podcast at peacefulese.com. And you can also keep up with Ela online and all things peacefulese at peacefulese.com. Ela, how's everything going today? Well, it's kind of evening here. Actually, coming to midnight almost. Oh, wow. You're getting tired. No, I'm not. But I can feel the sleep creeping in. So I have the energy, but it's also like, mm. <laughs> The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> That's it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, and we've talked about this in the past, and I'll mention it one more time because I think it's worth talking about just for a second. No matter what time it is, no matter how we're feeling, as soon as that record button is hit, it changes everything. The I dynamic know. just shifts. I know. And we were talking about how that record button changes us in a positive way. It's as if like we really have people listening right here with us right now. It's really beautiful. It's an active conversation. And I think it's changed. I mean, again, I think it's worth noting that, you know, this is what our 34th episode right now that we're recording of Peacefully is I think from episode one that we recorded with you in LA at the time to episode 34 now with you still in Switzerland. I think that there's been a shift of some sort of just comfortability, conversation, topics. I think that there's a lot of momentum being built around the community as well. So I I really like the evolution of the Peaceful East podcast. Yeah, it's a true evolution. And it's really exciting because we don't know exactly how it's going to evolve in the future. So it makes it really exciting for us to see, because it's changing us. We are changing together and also individually, and the program is changing. So we are really on the same page as our listeners. We are all like, okay, what's coming next? (laughs) And I love the fact that we're getting messages from the listeners, because we didn't know when we threw the idea out of having the Peaceful East hotline for people to call in, and we created this listener, the specific podcast at PeacefulEast.com for the email address, we didn't know if people would be open to sharing with us, you know, their ideas, their questions, and it's been very, very well received. So I'm super excited about that as well, especially moving into the future and having listeners start to comment on other listeners' comments. That's just really, really interesting to me. Yeah, that was really cool. If you haven't listened to the last episode, please do so. That was really exciting. And join in because we love to hear your feedback and we love to evolve right along with you as you're actively part of this project, the Peacefully's podcast. But what we really want to talk about today, and I guess it's a good lead in for this, 
is something that in the past, I would say a few episodes back, we did a 10-minute tension. You did it. You guided us, Elon, a 10-minute tension exercise, which I thought was really, really cool, how to relax through tension, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's really not <laughs> because I participated in the exercise in real time, and it was really fantastic. But you wanted to mention a little more about tension because you get a lot of questions about where people hold tension in their bodies and how to maybe relieve some of that tension at times. So tension is a very good topic. So let's talk a little bit about tension. Mm -hmm. And there's this book I always mention that I love. It's called Acting with Passion. It's by Nikki Flax. She's an acting teacher, but she also studied therapy and she worked as a therapist and she went back to acting. And she created a whole new method, like acting method. And she wrote this beautiful book called Acting with Passion. And in that book, she explains where we keep tension, like what kind of tension we keep where exactly. So according to her mapping, it's not always the shoulders or the neck. It's really different Emotions get stuck in different parts of our bodies. And as soon as I mention that, everyone generally says, oh, I always have my shoulders tied or it's always I have digestion issues. I always feel the stress in my tummy. What does that mean? What kind of tension do I hold? And hence, I just wanted to answer this through this episode because this is something that people find very interesting and it is very interesting. So if you're wondering where you keep your attention and what that means, this is the episode right now. We are going to reveal it. Yeah. And we were talking about this before we got on the air and it's very difficult for me because I don't really recognize tension. I, I make it a practice not to be stressed as much as possible, to be at ease. And that's why I love the idea of peaceful ease and just learning the things from our conversations, Zila, has helped me a lot. So it's hard for me to find tension in my body because I try not to pay attention to it. I guess one of the places where I think for me it comes up, and I'd be interested to hear this, and I just thought of this right now in the moment as we were talking, there will be times where I'm sleeping, and maybe this is where it comes up because I'm like in my unconscious mind while I sleep, and I will be awakened by severe cramping in my calves. Mm. So maybe I carry tension in my calves, and my calves have always been one of those things that as someone who likes to train in the gym and likes to do weight training, it's one of those body parts that I've said I have always been quote unquote blessed with because calves are very hard to grow. It's one of those body parts where if you're a bodybuilder, you know, you either have calves or you don't and you can grow them, but they're very difficult. And I've always had really good calves, but my calves will cramp up at night and I will wake up in severe pain for about five or 10 minutes until they calm down. So I don't know what that means or where that tension could be coming from or what that body part specifically is. I have that in this list and I'm going to leave it to the end to make it more exciting for you. <laughs> You're going to keep me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so that's where I can see it showing like neck and back. I don't really see it as much for me, but I do get regular chiropractic adjustments. So that might be something that helps alleviate that for me there as well. But yeah, so that's where I can think. What about you? You said that it's been shifting for you in different places. Yeah, so it could be the case. With me, it is. So it shifts a lot. It shifted throughout my life, basically. So initially, I think it was around my shoulders. I used to have, like in high school, this tension around my shoulders. And then it moved up to my jaw 
And a couple of times my dentist told me, like, do you grind your teeth? And I'm like, I'm not sure. And they gave me this mouthpiece to check if I was grinding it. They would know. And it turned out not. And then it just dissolved that tension around my cheeks. And I think now what's left is a little bit of lower back. And I believe the reason for this shifting is all the work, inner work I've done over the years somehow released the tension in different parts of my body. Now, what's left is this tiny bit of lower back. I always hear that from my physiotherapist. And this guide now we are going to talk about will hopefully help me release that last bit as well. So here is the list if you're still struggling with tension and you want to know what kind of tension you hold where. Here is the list. So we can start with the chest, the neck and head and shoulders, which is the most common areas where people keep tension, especially the shoulders. That's perhaps why we love a good shoulder rub. And apparently, according to Nikki Flax's book, it's sadness, grief and disappointment. These emotions are kept around the shoulders, the neck, the chest and the head. And if you think about it, it makes sense because when you hold such tension on your shoulders and neck, kind of makes you feel like almost bent forward a bit, your upper body, and like as if you are carrying an anvil on your chest. And if you see someone walking down the street with tight shoulders and withdrawn and almost like sunken, you can instinctively tell that they look miserable in a way, like there's this sad atmosphere around them. So the second area people often keep tension is tummy or stomach or guts, digestive tract. And apparently this area is about fear. So fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, or any kind of survival threatening issue you faced in your life would leave a mark in your digestive tract. Hence, many people who had traumatic experiences as a child have digestive problems during their adult lives. And most people try to treat this with just looking at the problematic area, which is, of course, useful, but without looking at the causes of that problem, like the psychological issues that created that problem in the first place. Because there's a huge link between nervous system and how we digest our food and how, how we digest emotions in a way. I think 70% or 80% of serotonin is actually produced in the guts, not in the brain. And we have more neurons in our guts than in our brain. That's why there are so many books with the title, The Second Brain, The Third Brain, mentioning the guts. And it's a really strong connection. So if you're suffering from any kind of digestive issues, as well as looking into the problematic area, like I said, look into the since when you have that problem and what kind of emotions may be stuck there. And generally, this will be a form of fear. And it could be from a very early age in your life. So try to go back and see when this problem started and when fear got stuck in your digestive tract in a way. And next area, I'm keeping your parts as the last Mario, like I said. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, I need to know. <laughs> 
Well, next area is like the hands. And if you think about it, hands are the first kind of communication tools we have. Like imagine a baby before they could speak, they could like communicate with the hands. You know, if they needed attention, they would reach out or pull your hair, you know, if it comes to it. And they would grab anything they can reach and put in their mouth. It's like they don't have the words for it, but they get a feeling through the hands. So the hands keep the very basic needs they represent the communication of our needs so if you have your hands cramping or tight or your fingers rigid or any kind of ache around your hands that's because you're probably not communicating your needs clearly we come next to the face jaw or throat and if you think about if you have any tension around your face around your eyes it's probably because we are hiding some feelings. It's like wearing a mask. And we are unfortunately encouraged to do this a lot in society to look and express better than we feel, maybe. You know, as a child, like who hasn't heard the expression, wipe the expression off your face? You know? <laughs> uh, so, you kind of, since childhood, we learn how to act and how to be presentable. And instead of expressing emotions, how to use words instead, say thank you, okay, please, can we do this? And if you think about it, our eyes generally suppress tears. Our lips suppress harsh words that we feel like saying, but we know we are not supposed to. And our jaw suppresses rebellion or screams or yelling. So we are trained to kind of push these emotions aside and be kind and say, thank you, please. But then they get stuck around the region. And it's not a surprise that so many people can't listen to their own voices if it's recorded. You know, they feel like, oh, it doesn't sound like me, you know. <laughs> and that alienation has a reason too, because it was somehow suppressed in the past. And then we come to the final area. Are you excited now? I'm ready. I can't wait. I'm, so, I'm feeling some tension. <laughs> around the couch? <laughs> yes. Just waiting for the answer. Yeah. Legs are linked to the hip area, the pelvis. And it obviously holds sexuality, but less obviously it holds rage. So it's like with our brains a bit. You know, you know we have this kind of mammalian primitive brain, the crocodile brain, as they say it in the core, and then the mammalian brain, and then we have the neocortex. It's like layers upon layers. With the body, is the same too. The very core, the pelvis, holds the most primitive urges, like to protect, to fight back, to conquer, and it holds anger and aggression and willingness to fight. And in this book, Nikki Flax mentions like, visit the zoo and watch our ancestors, you know, and how they treat each other and how they walk, their hips express this dominance, you know. I remember the last time I visited the zoo, it was like I saw a blanket among the chimpanzees. And I didn't know they had this understanding of property, but I experienced it because that blanket, it was more like a potato sack left for them but it became a huge issue who's going to use that blanket 
or not. And I could watch the aggression and the kind of hip movements Nikki describes in her book. And the legs and the thighs, the knees, the calves, including the feet, are included in the system that tries to suppress anger. So the deeper you go down, the deeper the causes of this anger is. So with the calves, something is coming up as you're unconscious, dreaming, sleeping, that while your system is not so awake, you know, to suppress it, something is coming up. That's how I would interpret it. I don't agree with that. I don't have anger issues where I fly off the handle or anything like that, but I do have issues expressing anger. Mm -hmm. And it's not anger that's the problem for me. And I'll just be vulnerable here for a minute so that it's more understandable. I have, for whatever reason, I've always had this and I've had people tell me about it that are close to me. I have a real issue with guilt. I feel guilty about a lot of things that have nothing to do with me but I feel guilty about them. Like if I feel like I should do something, even if it's not expected of me, I'll feel guilty if I don't do it and guilty if I do do it because I didn't want to do it, right? So I have a guilt issue and that leads to anger, but then I feel guilty if I get too angry. Mm -hmm. So I suppress the anger and I don't, I just let it pass. And that's probably where that comes from. So you fall for this crazy eight you mentioned in a previous episode, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I get angry, I walk away mm -hmm. and I go be alone and I allow it to dissipate mm -hmm. and then I'll come back more rational because I also know that if I allow the anger to take over in the moment, things could be done and said that can't be taken back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very cognizant about it's a communication thing and maybe that's where the hands come in. Mm -hmm. I'm very cognizant about communication and I am more fearful about expressing something that can't be undone than not expressing it and being able and having control to fix it later. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for being vulnerable here. And I must say, working with male clients, this is general the theme. I don't like the gender separation, but I hear from many male friends to the guilt, the shame and the feelings of not being enough. It's very common. Yeah. I could see that because doing with the podcast that I host, 10 Minute Mindset, I have a number of different coaches and people on and they all want to give me sessions so that I can experience what they do so that we can have a better conversation about it to the audience and convey it in a better way. And I've had a lot of very interesting feedback about, you know, my personality and the way I handle things. And I've even had like spiritual healers read me and they've even told me that guilt comes from past lives and different things I've done then that I carry with me now. So I'm not saying it's true or false or right or wrong or anything like that, but it's just very interesting to hear the same things coming up and different, you know, reasons for what could be or what may be and have that self-awareness and seeing the physical manifestations as well. Yeah. And you can spend like decades trying to find out why. And sometimes it really helps. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes how is a more useful question than why. Because if you scan your body and you know where you hold your attention, yes, I would say try to figure out where that comes from. It could be useful. But if you can't, it doesn't mean you're helpless or hopeless. You can still work on how you can release that tension. Fantastic stuff, Hila. Thank you so much for going through all of that and explaining it. And I love the 
focusing on how sometimes more so than why, because we all tend to want to know why. If we just know why, then we'll be able to change it. But maybe it's not so much why, it's more how. So thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave listeners with? No, I will just suggest that kind of maybe take a moment or two just to feel if there's any tension in your body right now, if talking about tension triggered any tension in you and see where that is and allow it to be there so that you can actually get to know it and understand it and worry about how you can let it through because it's somehow stuck there. So just take a moment to analyze how you feel right now. Ela, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. If anyone wants to chime in and talk about where you experience tension, how you experience tension, or get Ela's feedback, you can do so via the Peacefully's hotline, 424-625-5562 is that number. You can also email us, podcast at peacefullease.com. And go to peacefullease.com. Check out what Ela's doing, see what she's up to, keep in touch that way. But uh, Ela, thank you so much. This has been great. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about tension. And hopefully we'll get some people from the community to uh, call us or write in and talk about where they experience tension. And we can have a discussion about that in future episodes. Yeah. And I wish you a tension-free day. (laughs) Absolutely. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareka. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you once again on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself. <laughs>